Well, welcome everyone to another beautiful teleclass, and I'm very honored to have with us, which is sometimes rare for our monthly teleclass, Bishop Dana Durier and Bishop Robert Brunin with happy hands. Say hello, 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 and we'll continue on. But thanks, Bobby and Dana, for being on the call tonight. Thank you, Padre. Thank you, Padre, and hello to everyone. Glad you're here with us tonight. Perfect. Bobby, it would be our delight if you would just open with prayer as we commune with this beautiful teleclass. Absolutely. So I'd like to start with this prayer from Isaiah. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners and recovery of sight for the blind, to release the oppressed, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. And divine, we take you fully at your word that we can be poor in your sight and loved evermore and regaining sight to see you fully as your children, to see you fully in the radiance that you always hold. Your vibration is steady. Your kingdom has an open-door policy, and you are always there with an outstretched hand to really comfort us, to anoint us, to protect us, to love us, and to help us reclaim our power as we walk in this world. And as we sit together tonight, we will fully start experiencing the words as living words, as true words, and anything that needs to be healed, anything that needs to fall away to make space for that living word will happen. That is a decree from my heart, and I know that is your mercy upon us, Lord. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Bobby and Dana. Our theme for tonight is respond to God's ability in our struggles. Contemplating the theme for tonight, isn't it normal? I should say normal, whatever normal is. But for my personal, I call it my abilities in my struggles to have God respond to them. Usually I'm in a quandary. You know, about a year ago, I missed a step on cement steps walking down the stairs and I tore my quad and so I'd have major surgery on that and it took me about a year to recover from that and in my wisdom I thought well I'll give it a month and then I'll be on my way well yes you know the the quad muscle is the biggest muscle and it also it's major surgery for that and it was more rehab 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 and then after that exercise 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 so if I'm looking at respond to God's ability in our struggles. I know what I want. I want to walk again. I want to be out of the wheelchair. I don't want to have crutches, all those things. But in the midst of all that, God was changing my inner, whereas I had to allow my family, my neighbors, and even strangers to help me because I couldn't function as I would normally would being on two feet. And it really took me out of my own norm And I had to reach for God's ability to first change me because part of my makeup was I can do everything because I'm strong, I'm healthy, never had surgery. The list just goes on and on and on. And now have major surgery and then your care changes and the way I can climb the stairs, all those issues that showed up and to really rely on other people to take care of me was such a, for me, my struggle until God turned it inward, or I shouldn't say God, he was always aiming towards my inner, but until I turned inward and realized, oh my God, I'm 
pig-headed, I'm strong-minded, that I actually have to allow things in my life and people into my life. That really was a, it caught me by surprise, number one. Then the fact that I had humbled myself and allow that to happen was humbling, very humbling for me. And, and I realized in, in celebrating life FSD, we use the term blind spot. And that was a major blind spot for me because I was self-sufficient. And all of a sudden, when circumstances change, I had to then turn within, which you can try to control the outside, and you can't anymore because you actually need other people to help you. So for me, that was one of, one of many, of course, throughout the year that I had to really rely on in my struggles, watching how God's ability can change my circumstances because I physically couldn't. Bobby and your walk with God, and I know we just came off a, a retreat with our students and novices, and can you tell me a little about either your experience or our group experience? Yeah, the retreat was unbelievably sweet in every way, but I also felt like there was an up-leveling of the power in which we were all able to support each other. And wow. the the quality of the experience when we when we were communing with with our saints and our guides was just really acknowledged in one particular way if you don't mind me sharing a story about we were invoking the presence of St. Therese because she, it was in her home. And so I had been praying to her, and many of us had been getting in touch with her because her relics are there, her, the whole place is dedicated to her, and it literally is like being welcomed into her home. The energy is just that sweet. And then Padre, we were in, all gathered in the, in the foyer to go take a little walking tour over to her relics and to pray and commune with her. And Padre got this beautiful desire to have us all receive a rose to take to her. So he came out and he passed roses around, and we were singing a little song that was dedicated to invoking her presence. And we all kind of just innocently walked over to the shrine. And for the first time in all the years that we have come here, which have been many, many years. Yeah, um, over 10 years. The lovely, mm-hmm. the lovely caretaker just said to me, would you like to go inside? I was looking in the window of her little bedroom, and he said, would you like to go inside? And I said, uh, yes. And then in, within a moment, he said, everyone can come. And so we all kind of single wow. walked in to her little room. And we could feel her presence, her little bed, the place where she prayed, her journal. It was so touching. Mm, it and was we were able amazing. To make, make an offering of our rose, and then we were able to go yeah. into the front, the front room where this beautiful image of the Divine Mother is that has been a, a particular family heirloom that healed her. It was a a way in which when she was a little child, when she was really in a dark place, she would go in front of that statue or the statue would be brought to her bedside and it would give her healing. And so we got to pray there and offer roses there. I mean, the whole experience was so profound. And then again, he said, you know, we have this very special film that we made that we would love 
to play for your group. Would you like to all go in and gather right now and watch this film? And so we did. We just, Virginia wow. and I are, and Kathy were just gathering everybody up in our hand. And we just like, we brought everybody into the room and we all sat there and cried watching this stunning mm. film oh, wow. about her life and hearing from current, a current place, people who are still being touched by her intercession. It was very magical. Wow. I just got in on the tail end of that because God was calling me in another situation. But when I went over there, our group was, I believe, through the St. Therese Museum in a sense of seeing her belongings. And Kathy spotted me and says, hey, Padre, come over here. You can go in. I go, no, the sign says no, you can't. And she goes, no, 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 we have permission. I go, we do? And, you know, when I walked in and got to touch her bed and her belongings, and it's like I felt this download. And, oh, my gosh, it's like I would talk about a blessing in my life because I've been in that shrine so many times and never had that opportunity to actually get to touch it. Uh, celebrating life, we're kind of touchy-feely people. <laughs> and so when we have this beautiful opportunity, of, and as Bobby says, she invited us into her home. And that was so personal, so miraculous for our group. We are blessed. I always said, and I still say it, that with Celebrating Life, you're associated with Celebrating Life. It's a year of favor. And I saw another door open for the whole group just because that was never done for our group. So there's miracles out there. God's ability is so amazing. But in our own struggles... We need to keep relying on the, the face of God in order to bring us to that place of peace, rest, of healing, miraculous. But thank you, Bobby, for sharing that. That's so amazing. Now, yeah. Dana, what are you feeling about even this theme for tonight? How do you see that? How do you see life in that way? Well, it was occurring to me, you know, because we'll look at an event and think that's the, uh, the top of the the mountain type of thing, because it was, but I thought that was just a cherry on top of the entire retreat. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. One of the things I've been recognizing this year is that there's a different way that even the three of us have decided to look at retreats or healing events, or west of heavens, east of heavens, because anything that we do without God is a struggle. I don't care if, oh. you, if, you're, good at, if you're good at it. Sometimes I don't use God at all at work, and I'm good at it. But I find it's a struggle. <laughs> You're always pushing against something, and then you get success. And we call that life. And one of the things I noticed, Padre, mm. that you've led the way in, particularly since you asked your, your topics always make us take a step together with participants joining in, and et cetera, and with your willingness to go to the blind spot and go deeper into the blind spot or to understand ah, these, the blind spot is really where do I separate from creator and start doing things on my own. And we've decided, mm. I guess unconsciously, to not make these events a struggle anymore because we've been just tapping into the presence and the presence has been there from the beginning to the end. And it showed up really yeah. strongly in the spring retreat. The last west of heaven was there the entire time and there was nary a bump that I could find. Any little bump was easily solved. And the same thing happened this time, which is why I think that this opportunity with St. Therese opened because we weren't in a struggle about it. So Ah. to me, the response is not to the struggle or even to God's ability. It's to what am I choosing right now and how I want to see 
what it is I'm doing. Am I doing it alone and hoping God shows up later? I'll tell God about it in a postcard or <laughs> take a picture of it. Or have I decided <laughs> yeah, beginning, even deciding to do it, where's God first and now how do I decide to involve myself in this, in this experience? And to me, as we saw with all the students of the CLM program, huge, huge steps and way different responses to past, from past experiences. People were so open to information and so willing to go deeper into the, that divine presence connection. Lots of tears, lots of openness, lots of fluidity instead of hitting those blind spots and wanting to recoil or pretend they aren't happening. Instead of understanding mm. that just the nature of actually a new way of thinking about life, regardless of religion or belief system, it's simply just a different way of tuning in the radio. Thank you for seeing the bigger picture for us at, at Celebrating Life, especially on our retreats, because we all have needs of God. And what I have been feeling in my own devotional to God is continually strengthening my prayer life, my meditation, my quiet time, the silence, especially the last six months, because I've seen the, the quality of God, using that term, manifest himself, herself in all my activities. And I have, we all have desires. And before, you know, I try to plan or I call it manipulate life so I can get them. And now I just think about them and they show up. And to me, that's, and it's in direct relationship to my prayer time, my, my relationship with. And if I can encourage anyone on this phone call tonight and during this class is strengthen that and your world will change because my, again, my prayer has always been in the morning, I surrender. I give you this, Lord. I give you my life, my home, my finances, my relationships, my business, this ministry, the monks that are ordained, I just go through my list of emptying of what I feel responsible for and allowing grace and to tap into all my activities. And I have to say it has been, my life has been increasing because God's been adding to my life. You think you give it all away, you have nothing, and I get more. Don't know how that fits into your, Dana's or Bobby's life, but that's, it's, that's my MO in a sense. Now, Bobby, what is it with you? How do you start your day? Almost in a similar way, Padre. I take a riff on the song, How Great Thou Art, and I just say, uh, oh, Lord, my, oh, Lord, my God, you who are an awesome wonder, I dedicate this day to you, and I pray wow. that you fill me in everything I say and do. And I will then just get in touch. I'll do kind of like a body scan, and I'll get in touch with the dry places or the achy places or the sad mm. places. And I'll say, yeah. God, this is for you. This sadness is your sadness. This dryness is your dryness. And I really turn it over in a way that instead of judging it or worrying or fretting, I just realize that's, that's where we're starting today, Lord, because I know if I can give it to you, you can fill the gap with your wonder. You can fill the gap with your grace. And then all I have to do is just keep acknowledging the, the gap so that the space will fill with this awesome wonder. That's so beautiful. And I would use the term emptying. And I know 
a lot of times I would put worship music on just so my mind doesn't run amok in a sense and it quiet it down so I can actually concentrate on that relationship because ultimately all resources, all grace, all favor comes from that place. And if we can yeah. develop that on a daily basis or in a habit, it should actually be a great habit, that we're just going to have more and more or additions to what we already have. So it's quite an amazing quality. Dana and I and Bobby were teasing each other. Before this call, Bobby and Dana are with me, you know, my home in between retreats. And we, we love each other. We play with each other. We do major work on ourselves besides also for the ministry and the next retreat coming up. And we've been doing this how many, four or five years. And each time it has a different quality. But we also come with, quote, integrity and knowing that we want to grow, we want to expand, we want to let the light shine, shine brightly on our blind spots, but also then to hear the voice of the Spirit and allow grace to transform ourselves. So it's in that place that we love beyond measure. So Dana, what is your experience in, in maybe spending some time with the Padre? Well, First of all, you, you're my mentor. I mean, I, I'm not working with you. I'm working under you and following and watching this space that you have taken over uh, in the Celebrating Life commitment on the planet to bring miracles and possibilities of truth of God to the planet in all actions, not just healing. So I've had to learn where my blockages that I can't hold that big space. I have a lot of information. I've taken a lot of different classes and different teachers and different traditions studying a lot of things. But it's it's one thing to have knowledge. It's different to have wisdom. And wisdom is experience. It comes from experience. I teach in my school the difference between reaction and response. And both of them are a choice. We don't often think that a reaction is a choice. It just happens spontaneously. But we create our reality. We create how we want to experience anything that's happening inside and to those things that are happening outside. I work with teachers, so yes, maybe you could change reality and you could change the weather, you could change a tumor into completely healed uh, body parts. But I have to choose to be in that same connection in between these wonderful events. And that's the thing that I've watched you do differently is that you continue to choose God and recognize moments when you're not choosing God. I think that's mm. the hardest thing to do is to recognize where is it that I kind of dialed off to the side. So I yeah. keep getting little tiny experiences because you can easily move into the service and responsibility and willing to show up for anybody or anything, and that's response. But I'll notice yeah. as I was asking the students, what, what will throw you off in the next 24 hours? It's going to be something simple. It's going to be a text. It's going to be an email. For, for me, my guides are always showing me it's the news. I care about the world. It's one of my responsibilities here is to hold space for the world. And so they'll have me every once in a while. I'll be, I'm there in this big space, and we're healing together. We're just eating dinner, and they said, open up the news app. I'm like, really? Right now we're, we're having this great theme and dinner? And they said, yeah, let's see if you can hold your space. And I look at the first three headlines, and I feel myself tightening, my heart closing. And they said, well, why wouldn't you choose to have God and still look at those headlines? Because mm. I could watch how... Other people, you, you hold your space to different types of things happening around you or in your neighborhood, and when you catch yourself right. being off, you'll choose back. 
So I've been practicing. Right. What I do when we're together is I continually practice the small things, like we're going to go out for dinner. You could react to that and say, oh, where are we going for dinner? Instead of, oh, I'm going to choose God while we're looking at where we're going to dinner. And I can do that at home. I'm by myself. But when you include a factor like friendship or family or love or a lot of the things that are part of our life that we're creating, we somehow have ex- slightly excluded God in those areas and not knowing it. And we, could, we yeah. at least my experience is that I thought somehow if I included God, I wouldn't have these great experiences as opposed to I didn't realize what I was missing in having the great experience. I mean, I was we were talking at dinner tonight how it's just a blessing to be able to have a friend slash teacher slash mentor who is constantly reflecting it back. And if any of us mm. step off, we come right back in because there's no time off. There's no my time. There's no right. alone time, which eventually mm-hmm. anything that's positive, if you hold it without God, it'll eventually be impermanent and leave. And then you're left with the lack of that thing. Yeah. But if you have God, it's just a wave coming up and a wave going down. Dinner is mm-hmm. good. Dinner's over. But the, <laughs> the, res- the experience continues. Yeah. And so the same thing with friendship. I never am sad when we leave nor am I over happy when we arrive, but I know that it's mm. easy to stay supported in this choice of alignment, I would call it, such that I learn to be stronger with that muscle when I go home and I'm going in and out of activities that are normal to life, whether it's something you enjoy like reading a book or going to a movie or the end of those things and you're realizing, oh, I'm back to work or I'm back to emails. You don't have to have that up and down. It's simply, ah, Next place God's going to be with me is doing my accounting for budgets for the year. And you can realize, for my taxes, I can still be in God doing those things, realizing that life could be beautiful regardless of its rewards or lack of. I love your analogy, Dana, because and what I take from that is we can have that walk with God or relationship with God in our quiet time. But when it's surrounded by, call it just normal people, friends, family, we can really disconnect because of our personalities or or our intimidation, whatever that might be. But spending time with Bobby and yourself, the energy, we have an agreement that our focus is God, number one, but we're also learning how to glean from each other another aspect of the divine that's shining brighter than maybe what I have. So it's, it's developing these relationships that God is everywhere. God's in the trees, the rabbits, the hawk that keeps taking my little birds away <laughs> for lunch. It's, it's in all those, the simple things, and we can lose our energy by focusing yeah. on that instead of what's right in front of us. Yeah, because it was really beautiful to see how if Bobby and I were holding space for that, we were able to discuss a little bit further about God's plan with the falcon and the birds yeah. and the raccoons. And we realized, oh, <laughs> there's a bigger plan. And then you didn't see it as a loss as much. You, you laugh like you're no. laughing now because you realize, wow, I didn't yeah. even realize I was doing that. Or Bobby's yeah. been working so diligently on all of his budgets. We could see that that's mm. hard for him. We're holding his space. I'm seeing him be able not to hold it so personally and feel pulled in his feeling being responsible. He's like, God's purpose there. And I'm 
I'm holding a space weight. Both of you guys are not flustered at all about the news and you even let me send stuff to you and say, oh, that was a very interesting article. And I'm like, wow, this is great because I don't have to go up and down in my struggle with how the world seems to be failing or gaining. And, and there's just an accountability that's there that's mirrored. So you get that choice to choose differently with no self-punishment, no mm-hmm. resentment, no confusion. You're just realizing, oh, it's just a step back into the space. I think another way I describe it is where are you viewing this from? Now, in my school, it's which chakra are you viewing it from? But it could be, are you viewing it with God or are you viewing it alone? Are you viewing it from your stomach? Are you viewing it from your kidneys? Are you viewing it from your head? Or are you viewing it from your ascended self, your higher self, your spiritual view? And how does that play out in those different views? Part of the quote, practice of prayer, meditation, in the silence, how we have this relationship you know, with, I call it, a personal God. And some might not see it that way, but that's my flavor. And in addressing anyone's need that is listening to this teleclass, what would be some practical steps for, for Bobby that you might mention that we participate in or contemplate Because if we want God's ability to help us in our struggles, what do you see as maybe a form, a tool, a step that could help anchor us in more results on God taking over that situation? Well, I think the first thing that's so important is there has to be a personal relationship. Because Mm -hmm. a lot of times what happens is we encounter what we consider an obstacle, a bump, or a flaw, and then we start shutting down or hiding but really, uh, if, we could, if we could realize that God is full mercy and full friend and a giver, then whatever we come to the table with, there's a solution based in our willingness to surrender. So one thing is, if you're going to do it through composing a prayer, then make a prayer that's honest. And you say, God, I'm coming to you thirsty and I need to drink. So that Mm. God is fully ready to give us what we need, first of all, and then give us what we must receive because of our blind spot that we didn't even know to ask. So, Mm. you know, just like when, when we come to your home, Padre, for instance, you know, you make sure that we have something to drink and you make sure that we're comfortable. And then we start doing the work of what you, we cannot see for ourselves. Oh, interesting, yeah, yeah. And then, and then, we, start, then we start doing that work. And then we start mm. doing not, not – we then take it out of the personal correction and we start moving yeah, into the right. corporate correction. And we say, what does our community need? And then yeah. Dana brings in, what does the world need? And then we – then even – when we get to a space, I've watched this happen too, we actually get to a space where we've all been able to bring key things to the table. Once those get addressed, then we're actually able to say, God, what do you need? What can we do for you? And it becomes yeah. such a sweet relationship. Yeah. And I think then, then it's, a, it's, full, it's full throttle. The power's there, the accountability's there, the clarity's there, the tenderness is there, the grace is there, and the truth is there. Mm. 
Well, yes, I love that. I love those pieces you bring to the table, Bobby, because the and I'm grateful for everyone who's on the phone tonight, because you're drinking from a well, a spiritual well, and we might not be the most perfect or eloquent in our words, or at least specifically for me, <laughs> but yet you feel presence. You you feel a hunger that wants to go deeper in your relationship. And then I would also extend that to find that in your own neighborhood, find that in your own home. Or if there isn't one, then start one. Because it really is where two or more, that actually it's that model that Christ gave us, but it actually it works well because we can finally be a reflection of ourselves to other people and hear what we're saying instead of just thinking it through and realizing sometimes we're way off. And so having a spiritual brother or a sister or a community really does help reinforce the two or more and then presence comes. And that, to me, that's what we love doing with celebrating life in our communities, whether it's a student and the monk retreats and then also next weekend or this coming weekend, our friars, our community in Mayus, our monks in Ordain coming together. And it's like, I remember Dana pre- proposed this idea to me six or seven years ago we've been doing it now five years and i go i don't know if i want to do that that'd be a lot of work it's like it's all about me right (laughs) and in essence and then we had the first one and i went man i really see the value of this and now it's like it's like everybody's coming home and it's safe enough to explore the next dimension or or a level of integrity, of letting go, whatever it might be, the miracles to happen, and it's a safe place. So all of you can find that. And, you know, we have a November retreat coming up. Sign up early. Just be a part of that. If you have never done that, make it a point, and you'll see the value and, and the wisdom that comes from the teachers, the presenters, are extraordinary because it really does matter because there's a spiritual hunger and where two or more gathered, there I am in thy midst, the Lord said. And we're seeing that presence show up in a more tangible way. And so if you want to be blessed, be a part of that. I agree. Padre, I, I was wondering if I could read just a short little prayer. I would love that. And again, it's a psalm prayer. Oh God, you are my God. I shall seek you earnestly. My soul thirsts for you. My flesh yearns for you. In a dry and weary land where there is no water, my soul yearns for you. My flesh yearns for you. And I think that is exactly what Celebrating Life Ministries offers the world. There's a, an oasis of grace and love and tenderness that comes from this ministry that I have been drinking from this well for 22 years. And I just have never found anything sweeter than the waters that come from this oasis. And I know that's because of the the absolute commitment to draw upon the divine as source always. It's not a, it's not about the next greatest gimmick or the next greatest teacher it's really about the divine is the way 
I love that song, Bobby, but I also love the, the contents at which you're speaking right now because the, the container, which I would call the celebrating life as a group, when we gather, there's, then the presence builds. And it seems like each time we gather, you know, I always tell the people on retreat that I believe celebrating life, the cloud by day and the fire by night, that the people, the Jewish people had to follow those in order to, quote, keep up with God. And so the longevity of, and a good example of that would be the, like Bobby, being with Celebrating Life for 22 years, being in marriage, just not one year and you're set free. You got your goods and then you leave. Or you got your children and now you leave. It's that endurance race. And the more you put into it, be broken in all of our relationships, even with ourselves or our God, that it's actually broken pieces that actually sets us up for the next miracle, for the next level of consciousness. So uh, that endurance is so important. And you can see it in your own lives, you know, whether you don't have the strong relationships or you endured 20 years, 30 years of marriage, 40 years, 50 years, 60 years. And we can be a witness to that as children for parents or as friends and saying, wow, you really went through a lot, but you're still in love, you're still together. And to me, why would we break our relationship with the one who gave us life itself, which means God? And but I think part of that is that spiritual awakening, brokenness. God allows us to drift away, trying to find new things in order to fill the hole that's inside of our soul. And to me, celebrating life is a, a reflection of what's awaiting you. And and it's a pull, it's a, a hunger. And until it gets satisfied, we'll keep wandering until you actually hit this watering hole. Jesus said it in a very, he said, until the Holy Spirit comes, it'll be like living waters filling you. And I believe, I call it those dry bones, once it gets the living water, then we thirst no more. And then we keep thirsting for the good water. So just as you're feeling it here on the phone call, a presence is building not only inside you, which is the temple, but also the atmosphere where you're sitting, where you're in the car or in your room, just waiting. But the angels are there beginning to fill that void and going, oh my God, pay attention to this. Dan, did you want to speak a little bit about that presence that fills your yeah. life? Yeah, I can speak to the people that, that don't have it or don't know if they can have it. I remember when I was a little boy, I felt the presence all the time, but we didn't, I didn't call it presence, and I didn't know what people were talking about when they talked about God because the presence was just there. I felt it around me and my body and the animals that my dad took care of as a veterinarian and the nature outside. I felt it in sports. I, I felt it in everything. I could see that other people didn't have it, and you know, by the time I was five, to survive, I thought I needed to change me, but I didn't realize as I let go of that connection, and then started trying to substitute for it. And over time, whether it's religion or science or anything, they didn't have the answer. I, I didn't, they gave me a limited God. And it was interesting because now we come full circle and something that I was given a lot of, you need to sacrifice. It always felt like something painful and something hard and something cruel. And why would I ever want to join something like that? whether it's in, again, in religion or in science, you need to sacrifice to get 
where you need to go to become the scientist you want to become. But I was reading from Ron's book, The Healing Path of Prayer, that the English word sacrifice comes from the Latin word sacrum emphasare, which literally means to make sacred. It doesn't mean giving up something. Like in sacrificing a lamb or an occupation, it means bringing the presence into it and letting go of your opinion of it or your you're holding it so like a dry bone you're holding this thing saying my bone my bone <laughs> and then what mm. you have to do is actually bring the presence in which is like taking a breath and as padre is saying sometimes we just do these talks to trick you <laughs> into receiving the presence right there on the phone wherever you're at because it doesn't yeah. always it doesn't exist in just a church or a temple or an ashram it exists where you decide to experience it like when I was a kid, I didn't, I didn't even know why we went to a church. Why would we go here? <laughs> I don't feel it in here. <laughs> but yeah. right now it's in all your rooms. I think you can almost, if you close your eyes, wherever you're at, like, unless you're driving, please don't close your eyes while you're driving. <laughs> um, but literally, reach back out with your senses. And beyond the sense of whatever it is that you feel is restriction or maybe your mind's busy trying to understand our words, how do you feel right now? And where does it feel more open rather than closed? If you tap into that openness, stretch a little bit further into that open space, even if it's just one location, like just behind you or maybe only in your feet, it feels open. Wherever it is, don't sit here and say all the other places that aren't. Just stretch into that openness because the presence approaches us from whatever direction internally or externally that we wish to reach out and, and feel it again. And it's like oxygen. You can't be without it, even if you're pretending you're not. And as you feel that, you can see it as a color or feel it as a breath or a wind. And just let it begin to fill you passively. Don't think it has anything to do with your breath, but a breath helps you do that. You want to visualize a color that feels like that feeling. It's a gold or a white or a blue or a pink or any color. Just imagine letting that color start to run up your legs or in your back or from the center of your head outward, wherever you feel the openness, allow it to open more. And each time you're just making one more place in you that's been separated, you're giving it back to who you are, which is presence with Holy Spirit or with prana or chi or the Tao or nature of mind. This is our birthright, our heritage, it's where we're from, it's who we are. Sometimes there comes a message, a word, and then you, you know, a, lot of, a lot of information comes, and then we hesitate and we start reaching for the word. Well, just let the word go by like a cloud. Your spirit knows what that word is. You're, just go a little bit deeper. The word might be just an encouragement to open more or to release more. Everything you have is a struggle. The things that are in the background, your health, your finances, your family situations, see them be pulled up and out into that presence to be held by the presence. As Bobby is saying, a prayer, giving it to God, to Holy Spirit, to solve, to resonate with, to open. Like a child, when I was a child, I didn't try to control anything. But what we call being adult is often just a series of controls. As Jesus was teaching, you 
you can't get to heaven unless you become like a child again, unless you decide to let go of the control. It doesn't mean let go of the responsibility. You sacrifice. Mm-hmm. You give. You take the responsibility and you make it sacred. You give it to the presence. So everything you're struggling with, anything, just line them up. Line the dominoes. Don't even try to figure them out. And see them be pulled up into that presence, into that space. If you watch yourself grabbing onto one or two, just notice that. Like, oh, I'm really afraid to let that go. I don't really trust this is going to work. I need to be in control. Just, just watch that. That's one of our responses. Let your mind let them go too. I'm sure we'll have them back tomorrow, maybe at the end of this phone call, but for just a second, let everything in your mind go up too. Even if there's a part of your mind going, well, I can't, I can't, I don't know what to do. It's okay. See it like a little chipmunk in a wheel. Let the <laughs> chipmunk and the wheel go up and out. It's just a habit. Yeah. Everything we do that we do over and over becomes a habit. And as Bob, Bobby described in the beginning, if you start with habits like this, your day will be very different. Like Joe Despazio talks about, you start to create your day. This is quantum mm. physics. This is scalar physics. Taking two possibilities, my problem and God, bring them together, brings any possibility forward. But I have to give up those things to the quantum field. Now, if you had an experience of any sort, I'd like you to write Padre about it, even if it's small. Did you experience something, a shift, a change? These are the miracles, not, hey, wow, three days later, my house loan went through. Those are great. That's wonderful. Yeah. But then we go, then we go back to control again and worrying about the payments and worrying about the, uh, the taxes instead of, wow, I saw myself grasping onto something. That's a miracle. And we... Celebrating life. We hold this space for you continuously. Sometimes we won't allow ourselves to do this unless we know there is a group agreement that I can mm. do this. Otherwise, we keep thinking we're all alone. And I know the three of us and the whole organization, all the monks ordained and friars, have committed to holding space for all the people, the whole planet that wants to step into this field, this field of possibilities. You don't have to belong to us. You don't have to come. You can simply send a prayer in and we'll hold that space for you without ever wanting to know who you are or what it is. Just know that yeah. it's possible. Of course, we don't do it alone. We work with Padre's Council of Angels and Archangels and highest healing beings and they do all that transformational work. We're just making sure that the connection stays open. Dana, you bring up a good point in that visualization you just gave us about witnessing kind of what we hold on to. Mm-hmm. I started out with my normal practice of giving God my day, my breath, my home, my relationships. But whenever I say my finances, is that little like, oh, I don't know if I want yeah, to. Well, <laughs> yeah. You know, you feel the pull, and that's the word you were using. And I that's always That's great that. information. That is such great yeah. information. These are our blind spots that we don't understand keeps us from having that connection. So we don't try to fix it. We don't even try to right. do anything about it. Just to acknowledge that that's there is one step towards separating from it, making us be yeah. in reaction. Beautiful definition of that. But, and, but I did hear you say that. It's just be aware of That's all you have to do. Not control it, but be aware of that reaction we had. It's a, a, a beautiful witness for me because I know when my 
my true essence that I'm actually letting it go, actually offering as a free gift. Here, God, here, take it well, with no resistance. But if there's that pull, maybe because if you're not married, you say, I'll give you all my relationships. But there's one I really want to keep or I'm looking for. That's an attachment. That's a blind spot. So to really identify, but again, the, the medicine for that is just witness it. That's it without trying to manipulate it or fix it. I used to be ill a lot or get injured in all the sports activities, and you can't run away from a, from a pain. It's, you break a bone or you tear a ligament. There wasn't medication back then to take, and so right. I would surrender it and watch it. So that first last week before we came to the retreat and I got that migraine, which was really a, uh, mm. and, and the vomiting that happened as a result of it all night, instead of being lost, and, you know, like, oh, I can't, I can't handle this. I was just watching it and realizing, where's the pain at? And, you know, even on a number scale, how high is that? How high do scales go? Even when I was vomiting, I'd watch all the parts of my body instead of being scared of it or angry about it or I'm going to just surrender and collapse. I just would watch all the muscles involved trying to help me. I knew it was trying to help me correct my atlas so that it would be in place and it would be affecting my stomach meridian and, and hurting my head. And yet I knew there's something deeper. There was one more thing I was holding on to rather than letting go of God. It had to do with letting God into my workspace during the day, like you were talking about finances. I just had a really long day mm-hmm. and I went back to my old pattern. And so mm-hmm. my true response now is if I do something not connected with God, I'd like to know. There's a repeating uh, response. I either feel the presence or I feel the lack of the presence. And I began yeah. to understand, wow, this is such a great gift. I began to understand what all those Buddhist teachings were trying to tell me, what I was trying to understand from the first teachings about what Jesus was talking about. So what I do, you can do, and you can be in these places. But he was practicing this all the time. Yeah. Well, these are beautiful examples of grace especially reaching for God in our struggles. We just had a, we offered a a public healing service and a beautiful crowd. The Holy Spirit asked me to pick out like three people just to kind of be an example, not knowing if they had anything wrong with them or not. But we brought them forward and the first person actually had chronic back pain. And she, she admitted that she took four Tylenol just so she could get up and walk. So that's pretty major for early in the morning for pain. So as Bobby and I and Virginia were working on him and Dana, you know, she rested in the spirit. When we got a testimony the next day, she says she's pain-free. And it's like uh, she's had this pain forever. And it's like be willing to give it up, whatever that is. And again, if you're called forward, it's like, well, you're kind of in public. So you're like, what are they going to ask me? Because it comes with that package called fear. But when you just rest in that God's presence is here and we're only here to be truly helpful and, and allowing grace and she was stunned that the pain left. And it's like, we are representing the kingdom of God. So the more we can add to this kingdom, which is righteousness, which is right standing with God, the love of God, the mercy of God, the kindness of God. Those are the qualities I think that sets us free. But we have to let go of our stuff, whatever that is. And I think we can identify in each of our lives what we are not so helpful with, (laughs) whether it's an attitude, whether it's a judgment, a fear, all those things. Uh, Padre, just to add to that, the reason she was able to let go is because 
you tapped into the phrase or word, oh. even though you knew nothing about her, and you brought up something about family, a brother, yeah. which she had, yeah. and uh, she described that he had PSD from the, from the war, and we picked up war as well, and she didn't even realize that she was carrying this, this pain and the energies that were connected, and when we showed her that we could hold that space for her brother as well as her, even though all this was happening so quickly, there wasn't time for her to be intellectual about it, that's when all the energy released because sometimes we don't even, we can't even discern on our own where these areas are that we're holding on. Yeah, yeah. But thank you for, I forgot that piece, which is a major piece, but it's yeah. connecting to our pain, our root, and sometimes yeah. we're so unaware of that. So as we end in prayer, whether a word comes forth or you're hearing a word from the Spirit, just pay attention to that. Put that on the altar or just put that in your remembrance because the Holy Spirit, the holy angels are trying to get our attention. So he'll use Bobby, Dana, or I, at least now, we're the ones that will be praying for you and just allow grace to overtake you. So as your, I call it your well-being, your body, your spirit, spirit body is actually getting excited because you can tell angel presence is here. The the deliver the goods, which is God's peace, God's rest, God's healing. As a point of contact, I'll begin the prayer, then I'll ask Dana to pray, and then we'll end with Bobby's prayer, okay? And all three, I call it as one, the thing about there's three shepherds and bearing gifts. So we bear the gift of God to each of you for your present situation. So Holy Spirit, we just welcome you the angels, the saints, the spiritual guides, light beings, angelic realm, come. Yeshua, come. Our Blessed Mother, come. Padre Pio, come. Padre Ranroth, come. St. Therese, you're welcome here and to all of our midst. Father, I just ask now, the angels and all the saints and light beings, to become in your home, in your heart, a dwelling place for miracles, for signs and wonders. I thank you, O Lord our God, for the release now of the divine energy that raised Jesus from the dead. There's power, there's mercy, there's kindness, there's a miracle happening right now. Someone who has a hard time breathing, I just feel God's the Holy Spirit is filling lungs right now. Digestive tract. I thank you, Lord our God, for a new coating for the digestive tract so you can assimilate the bodies, the food types. I thank you, Lord our God, for hearing. Come, Holy Spirit, creative miracles for your hearing. Open, open, open. Also, the blood, especially in the arteries, whether it's cholesterol in the blood, diabetes, these are all just forms of blockage. So I'm just going to release it in the spiritual realm right now. Come, Holy Spirit. Open, be fluid, be flowing now. I also, in the digestive tract, some people have hemorrhoids. We'll just allow God's grace now to bring a sealer, healing balm, that just the organs go back into place functionally normal and urinary infection be gone assimilate into the body and out the body 
with no harm to the body. I thank you, O Lord our God, for your divine grace. And Dana mentioned migraine headaches. So I take authority in the name of Jesus. I break its hold now over your immune system, over your memory, over your fear. Come, divine grace. Come, divine light. So Dana, I'll let you extend the prayer. Holy Spirit, with your presence in every person's living room, living space, I ask you to release all cursing energy, all entity beings, all sorts of bothering thoughts, worries, nagging issues that are from the outside. They're gone now. I ask you to heal on the inner level now. Reach in and heal the emotion. You know our darkest fears and our darkest secrets. You take that from us now, like liquid gas that turns into gas and releases now. A fear, the sadness, the sorrow, the grief, the anger, the rage, the lust, the gluttony, the wanting is transformed now. Soften our thoughts. Release them like popping bubbles. Take the doubt, the limitation or ignorance that we believe we have. It's not true. We're willing to stand in the result of our choices. We offer our karma to you. We understand that you know exactly what choice we made. And we no longer hide it. We absolve ourselves and we, you, you receive that energy from us now. We ask you to wash us with your presence now. Bobby. Thank you, God, for everything. All doubt, worry, fear, anxiety, weariness. There is no place for you here. This is the realm of the divine who is merciful, who is warm, who is a giver. And we call upon all those graces and all of that abundance of the heavenly realm to fill each and every one of us in our hour of need and in the places in which we can't even ask because we are too blind to see. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter because a life in God is a life well lived. And so we call upon this everlasting abundance of the divine realm to fully activate in each person's life now, not only in the callers, but also in the hearts of those that they carry with them to the call, their parents, their grandparents, their children, their, their animals, their homes and their workplaces, their neighborhoods. And we also call upon the heavenly realms and that we are all held in abundant grace throughout our time together. And for this, we are forever grateful to you, Lord. You are a perfect giver, a perfect parent, and my true love. Amen. 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 And I just say thank you, namaste, and thank you for joining us until we meet again on Life's Journey. We love you dearly. God bless.